but it's real D, 3D. So what's what's fake D? I don't know, but it's real. This Welcome to Slash of Paradise. Uh, we were just talking about real D versus 3D. We're during it's Valentine's Day, so so we want real <clears throat> V as in Valentine's. Real V, not VD. Valentine. We want VD as in Valentine's Day. We're off to a great start. Not here. venereal disease. Ooh, uh, should we cut? No, 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 no restart. No, we're okay. going, man. If you we're, have it, it, here's the thing about VD. If you have it, you have it, right? Here's the thing about real D. If you can watch it, you can watch it. Did you know I don't watch 3D movies? Yeah. I don't. I No, if, if there's an option to watch a 3D movie at the movies, I don't do it. I get sick. Yeah. It, it was a big phase for this real D thing, but, you know, it... So if it faded option, away, obviously. If you got the option to watch a, a, a 3D, no, you wouldn't. No, well, you don't do 3D. I do the fun 3D movies. Oh, like the 4X or whatever, the one that like the seats shake. Well, that's fun too. No, but I'm saying like uh, Friday the 13th. Part ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three 3D. You know what I mean? Right. Like if it's made for 3D, that's fun. If it's just real D 3D where everything is just jumping at you for no reason, I'm not about it. I can't even see what's going on. So. No, that's. Uh, if it doesn't serve the plot point, I don't need you to be poking out to me. But right. if it's funny, I mean, but if it's cheesy and funny, do it. Yeah, absolutely. So for Valentine's Day, I mean, that gives you motion sickness, right? Isn't that yeah, kind man, of the I thing? Can't do, I can't do that. Cloverfield was, uh, when I try to watch Cloverfield, is a freaking nightmare. I love Cloverfield. No, you don't. Nobody does because you get sick. I love Cloverfield. Apparently, there's a sequel coming uh, finally. So you know what? Like I, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people do love Cloverfield, and yes, a direct sequel to the original Cloverfield is coming out, and a lot of people love it. And I'm just like, I watch it at home because I do okay. Here's here's the thing: I do okay if I can balance the rest of it out. Like if it's a TV at my house, my TV, I the wall isn't moving, so I like it does something to my equilibrium. But if I'm okay. at the theaters, it's like I'm I'm in there. So you have to do the the twenty foot thing. You have to be able to do the I can stare twenty feet away every twenty minutes, and then I can focus back. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. that what you have to do. You yeah. Do sometimes I just like I'm, like there's let's say there's the movie right, and I'll just be like, oh, I'm really enjoying this movie. <sighs> I'll, I'll come back to you in a minute. I'm seeing what's going on in my peripheral vision, and this is fantastic. <sighs> All right, I'm back. Yeah, that's what I do. So some people love 3D. Some people hate 3D. Some people love Valentine's Day. Some people hate Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Candy's kind of the same way. Candy will make you sick. So some people love it. Some people hate it. But some people cynically love Valentine's Day because they'll always say, oh, can't wait for Valentine's Day because the day after I get to buy cheap candy. Okay. Um, yeah. I buy candy. <clears throat> Obviously. I buy candy. <laughs> I have, we have a candy bowl. I'm not like rushing every time I or every grocery run. We're not like getting more candy, you know. So this whole like I can get all this. Oh, the, usually I'm 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 in such a bind because this candy is priced through the eyeballs. But now I can get all this cheap candy because Valentine's Day is over. I'm like, who eats that much candy that is just like waiting for the hey, prices to go down? A sale is a sale. Have you seen the price of Reese's lately? I mean, no, you're right. You're right. You're I right. mean, they're way up there. So I just think it's like. Yes, we mentioned in the last one that the uh, Valentine's Day is a it's a Hallmark uh, holiday created for no apparent reason, but to you know, I mean, Caitlin and I have decided that you know it's we're going to we don't need one day. How does they say? 
How's the saying go? You don't need one day. You show me love you every day of the year, right? Yeah. We're still going to do something, but it's like, yeah. what can you do, right? Yeah. I think a classic Valentine's Day is the chocolates, right? In the heart-shaped box. Yeah. Do you ever get mad when you eat one and it's like, here's a coconut? Or what I is like coconut? But so. you, I know what you're saying. Uh, like toffee. I think the one's hard. You're like, what the fuck did I just bite into? Or the, wait, the cherry one's good, right? Cherry's good. No, when you bite it and it's like, it's like a cherry, it's like a donut. I'm thinking like the hard caramel one. You know what I mean? It has like a nut no. in it and you, you bite it in thinking it's one of the other soft ones and then you like wreck your teeth. Speaking of donuts, they have that uh, Krispy Kremes, right? You could get the heart-shaped donuts. Yes, you got to go right now. Better yet. Uh, you know what? I don't know if it's better yet. Um, politics being what they are, this is a hot d- a button topic, but a lot of people are doing the heart-shaped things to get you to buy their stuff. Chick-fil-A is doing heart-shaped trays of chicken nuggets oh. and cookies. And it'll be like a three-hour line to get them. So yeah, so, go for uh, it, I guess. But Krispy Kreme, speaking of donuts, they're doing that. And the other day I had a donut. I had a few donuts, but <laughs> the point is, is that there was a sprinkle, <laughs> a sprinkled donut, and I almost chipped a tooth on that sprinkle. Really? It was a hard sprinkle. It was like the first time I ate a caper. Is that right? Caper? Yeah. They, They're hard, they're right? They can be. Yeah. This one, the, the caper and that sprinkle are friends, and they almost decided to take my <laughs> tooth out. Yes. It's like that one piece of gristle, like in, uh, in meat you get <laughs> in bad meat. It's a fat and gristle on that plate. Ow. Oh, you still got a lot more. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're here to talk about horror films. We're here to talk about My Bloody Valentine 3D. The remake? Remake. Yeah, I'd say that's a remake. 2009, we are in two, we are in remake country as of yeah, right now. Yeah, this is yeah, no 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 uh horror IP is safe apparently in the early 2000s. No, and remember we talked about in the last episode that there was a pitch for a sequel to the 1981 Valentine's God dang movie. it. Movie. But we didn't, we didn't get that. But we do have the same filmmakers coming back to do this one. To get it right? I think, I think they got it right. <clears throat> so I, so here's the thing. They pitched a, a sequel. Yes. Right? And then the sequel, they said, no, 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 no. You didn't make enough money. Sorry. All right. But we can remake it and try again from the beginning. But that, but that came 10 years later when remakes were hot. 2001, oh, not right, so much. That's when they pitched the sequel. Okay, okay. So 2001, well, I guess... Yeah, so 2001 was Dimension Films, and we're still expanding. We got Scream, we got uh, Halloween continuing on with the H2O and that Resurrection era. So now we're in the the Hardy remakes. And like I said, in the first one, there's a lot of things that they try to do. They love slasher films. They know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. Yes. Maybe couldn't quite execute it. Sure. This one, I believe they came around and said, now we can do our film and I believe they delivered 98% of ah, that. There it is. I was waiting for that because, you know, you know you need the full 100%, Lance. Nobody wants 98% of anything. Although it's a lot. Yes. You know what? I'll, 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 let me go back. Most people don't want 98% of something. Right. They'll take it. But they won't be like if they if you want it 100 percent. What I'm saying here is that endings matter. Yes. Endings matter. It's like, you know, you ran the race really well and you were first place the whole time. And then when it came down to the finish line, you fell. You fell. You fell. And ended up in third, fourth or fifth. Yeah, we're talking about the ending, of course, of My Bloody Valentine. But before we get there, Danny. Let's have uh, a My Bloody Valentine 3D 2009 
Let's have our pumpkin spice latte. I'm going to do pumpkin spice latte, and I'm going to crush some of the sweeties. I'm going to sprinkle sweeties? them on there. Yeah. Let's see if we can uh, get a little extra sweet. Okay. My Bloody Valentine, the remake, centers around a new town of uh, Harmony, which is kind of cool. New name. Mm-hmm. But it is very much a retelling of the original My Bloody Valentine with the same players as far as names. Uh, we have Tom. We have Axel. We have Sarah. For the most part, uh, that's pretty much the returning three main three. And we have the legend of Harry Warden again returning. And it centers around a town that was traumatized by an attack by Harry Warden. Except this time, they tied in Harry Warden's trap under the mine accident to Tom or TJ. They because he was working in the mine with them. Mm-hmm. He was working in the mine as a young kid because his dad owns the mine and he wasn't bleeding the lines and the methane exploded. Same thing, sort of. So the whole town blamed him. Harry escaped, got his revenge, came for Tom to finish off the, the deal. And Harry was then shot down. And the movie continues with a 10-year reunion with uh, the players that were affected, meaning Axel, Sarah, and TJ, or Tom. And uh, maybe things are just the way they were in the original, or maybe there's a twist here and there. But that that is basically My Bloody Valentine, the remake. Harry Warden is back, or he's not. <laughs> or he is, or he's not. That's it. <laughs> That's perfect. Right? That's got, that's got everything. I think so. Even more so, it's got that campfire, man in asylum. We got a revenge story. He breaks out, essentially. Like, it's everything that you want in a horror film and more. I will say this about this remake. They did give Harry Warden uh, a lot more to do, a lot more to see here. We got a little bit more of him. We got a little bit more uh, time with him. But again, it's all... Spoiler, 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 spoiler alert. It's just like the original in the sense that you only get Harry Warden in the retelling or the or the beginning, right? The establishing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come back ever to to kill. So, I mean, that is probably the only thing of this movie that I was like, ah, you could have. You could have gone. It's not. I think Harry <sighs> Warden being the gas mask killer is something cool that you can establish and you can play with. <laughs> and I just feel like you had an opportunity here with this remake, um, but you decided to, you know, keep it kind of the same. Yeah, but again, you played with us and you made us kind of think, maybe he is back. We get a lot of that. Like, we got the cover up uh-huh. by the small town sheriff who is played by mother freaking Tom at the brawny man is back on yeah. Slasher's Paradise. He's back with his mustache. <laughs> He's back with his bravado. He's back with his big dick energy. Yes. Tom, look, okay. I don't want to talk about this shit. But Tom Atkins is the fucking man. And he is not, he was not used nearly enough in more mainstream shit. And it just annoys me, man. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. It's him in like an lethal weapon. Oh, yeah. Or, you know. Any sort, if he was, I mean, Charles Bronson was awesome, but if he was the, the, you know, uh, what is it? What's the Charles Bronson movie where he, uh, um, uh, did, uh, death warrant, death, death, death warrant, death wish. 
whatever the Charles Bronson movie where he gets revenge. <laughs> Can you imagine Tom Atkins as the guy? Because not only is he mean business, they both have awesome mustaches. Let's, I mean, yeah. But man, Tom Atkins is the man. We remember Tom from what? Halloween three. What else? Season of the Witch. Uh, what else? The Fog. The Fog. What yes, else? The Fog. You tell me, Daddy. <laughs> Night of the Creeps. You love that movie. I do love that movie. Uh, and my favorite is a mustacheless Tom Atkins at the beginning of Creep Show. That's why God made fathers, babe. That's why God made fathers. I'm like, what's that? Well, what are you doing? Hey, Tom Atkins is here. Listen, our Valentine's Day episode is all love for Tom Atkins. We've already gone through that with Halloween 3. That's true. Um, but he's the sheriff on this one. Aisha yeah. has a badge, which is great. So we know he's a sheriff <laughs> in the beginning. And this... In the beginning, he is the sheriff, and this is when um, Harry Warden does break out. Yes, Harry Warden does. So, oh, here's yeah. what happens, right? Um, there has uh, okay. So the everything that is told by Happy in the original, all the lore is told in a title sequence. Yeah, which seems lazy. It seems lazy, but it's a way to break in the real D 3D. Because if you watch yeah. it now, you can tell. Like, it's supposed to be this cool 3D effect. I watched this in the theater. I saw the effect. Mm -hmm. And I it was a good icebreaker on, like, okay, I know the story. Um, you feel a little, I mean, it felt a little Friday 13th remake where... Uh, that's what all this is. Yeah. Yet again, this right. happens on the same but, weekend. But... You, but <laughs> um, <laughs> so, look. They tell the story... Right. Tom is now inter entered, inserted into the accident, the original accident. Whereas in the original, they say managers weren't watching and it ended up being Axel's dad, who was one of the managers killed by Harry Ward. And Axel saw that as a kid was traumatized. OK, this one. Tom is working by bleeding the lines. Right. Harry has like a standoff moment with him. He's like, you don't know your job. He's like, I know my job. Harry. By the way, Tom is played by Jensen Ack Ackles. Ankles. No, Ackles. I know. <laughs> uh, from Supernatural and, you know, heartthrob himself. And, but he's, he's, he's trying on a, a, he's trying on a voice. I know my job, Harry. I'm like, what? Is this Christian Bale or was it? Uh, yeah, he is. He's trying on a bit of a deep voice. But anyway, Harry and him have a stand up. He's not bleeding the lines. He doesn't look, blows up everybody. Everybody gets trapped down there except they don't do the cannibal thing, which right. the original did. They say that by the time they were to get to the five miners, they all had wounds on the top of their heads from a pickaxe. Yeah. So Harry killed them all to conserve, to conserve goddamn air. Right. But Harry is in there. Apparently then from that moment gets put in, he's in a coma. Yeah. He, they find him in a coma basically. Yeah. So he killed everyone that he was trapped with to conserve air. Now he's in a coma they because find you know, him. probably asphyxiation or something. Because even then it yeah. didn't matter, right? Right. So, so they find him, they put he's in a coma and he gets sent to the hospital. Right. So where he's been. For yes. And this is all in the title sequence. So catch up. Uh <laughs> so they're having this. When I say they, it's another party with probably the people from the mine. So you got Tom, Sarah, who are together. Yes. You have Axel and is it Sylvia? Uh is it a different it's name? It's not Sylvia, it's Irene. Axel and Irene. Now, Axel and Irene are a couple, and you could tell there's a little bit of, you know, Axel's like, that son of a bitch. Like, talking about, nobody likes Tom. They said it's his fault that these people have died and Harry Ward and all this bullshit. Yeah. So he's like, you know, are you going to be, are you, they're, they're saying, are you going to be okay coming to the, 
to the mine. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. So they go and they party. But Harry Warden escapes. He wakes up. He escapes the hospital. And he goes on a killing spree. We're talking about massive, awesome, badass killing. Right as we start. I did appreciate that. Yes. The whole hospital scene, which Tom Atkins kind of comes and finds. It's creepy because... We find him in that the apron thing, yep. right? Like he wakes up from his coma, and the next thing we know, the nurse goes in, like, "Oh, where the hell is he?" He's in the bed next to her, yeah, and he's already bloody, and yeah, he ripped got, somebody in half. Oh my god! And then when Tom Atkins comes into the hospital, you, if you knew anything about the original film, and like I said, there is an uncut version of that film, they wanted to amp up the gore. The gore was so bad that the director threw up seeing some of it. Oh gosh! So when you walk into this hospital and you knew anything about that movie. You're like, oh shit! Like they they finally got all right. the every. It's time to go. Like this is the movie they wanted to make. There is gore everywhere. There's bodies ripped up by Harry Ward. What a badass slasher! Oh my god, yes, right from the start. Yes, and he gets to the mine. He starts killing people, and it eventually leads to a standoff between him and Tom. And you know, Tom's about to die, but the sheriff, Tom Atkins shows up of course he better why am i just like thinking his name is tom not tom atkins randomly it's tom atkins okay i just i think we said his name too many times and then it started sounding <laughs> weird i was like because i'm thinking of atkins diet and i'm like i'm thinking of somebody else anyway <laughs> delirious i know uh so he shows up and they, they shoot the shit out of harry right makes him harry retreat into the uh mine and we're left with a traumatized Tom and that's basically how they lay the foundation of the movie. Right. Then they fast forward 10 years later and that's where the main part of the movie takes place. 10 years after, uh, 10 years after, uh, how long is he in the coma? Maybe is a it year. A- Cause it happens. Yeah. They find him. So maybe a year. So I think like, it's a year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 10 that- years from when, Harry Warden escape from the hospital is where we pick up. Yes. Uh, I know for a fact that it's 1998 and then we, this movie is happening in 2008 was released in 2009, but beside the point, but yeah, we, we return to, we return to harmony 10 years later. But before that, we got to talk about the 3d deaths or, Oh sure. Oh my God. The death, the first, the first kill that we see Harry Warden in full minor gear Uh is incredible because it's such a throwback to friday the 13th part three we get a pickaxe to this guy's the back of his head and the eyeball comes right out at you it's glorious for a 3d horror fan we're talking about that this dude like if we're talking about harry (laughs) warden from the original versus this one he can still hit his mark through a body you're talking about (laughs) eyeballing he can hit his mark (laughs) Through the back of a head and goes straight through the eyeball. Oh like my god! Neil did it so. Yeah, beautiful. that was an awesome death. Yes, yes. And then probably my favorite from this film is the shovel to the to the mouth. There's a girl in there. Oh my yeah, god! Imagine. So you get the shovel right, and like you're like screaming, "Ah, don't kill me!" And the shovel goes right in your mouth and all the way through your skull uh, into the back yes. of the wall, and that's where it stays. Your body falls slowly though like there's a they just enjoyed the shit out of this it was when you see ice melted on a a counter and it's just like yes so here's here's your shovel here's the top of the head 
the body slowly slings down. You're like, oh, wow, that was cool. And then the, <laughs> the sizzle of the, the butter. The head just kind of like, <sighs> yeah, the sizzle, that's exactly it's what like it is. It's like butter on a butter pan. Sizzle. This head just, like half of the head just slurs down. But also, it was almost like a second or like a an afterthought. I was like, who's this bitch? You know, it just slams the shovel into her face. It's one of the most like grotesque things you've seen, but it's like these guys are having fun. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they picked up right away. Like that was cool. Oh, you're like, yes. you're not even five minutes in and you're getting kills, right? And you, yeah. And you need it. I mean, <clears throat> that pace, because then there is a quite a bridge of time where you're like, okay, now I got to know the story. And then it picks up and takes off. So, right. Now we're back in harmony. Well, so like they, they frame axel to be this like dickhead right well of course 10 years from now he's not a dickhead he's the sheriff of harmony i wouldn't trust this guy with a potato gun and he's the sheriff with this wispy hair first of all i don't know he just looks like someone darkened his facial hair he i mean he's a good looking dude he's from final destination when is he Uh, a good looking dude Kurt Smith. Um, <laughs> Just joking. No, he, he's a decent looking dude, and but he's a young looking guy. So you got to age yeah. in 10 years. The hair is fine. It's the the facial hair that just doesn't quite land. I just love how he, every time, like, when he's on the phone with Sarah later, and, like, there's a close-up of him, it's like he knows there's a close-up of him. I mean, fine. Oh, yeah, he, I, he yeah. hits the smolder, for Sarah. sure. Who are you with right now? I I'm will like, I will say throughout this film, he's a decent sheriff for what's going on. He holds everyone accountable. He Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just joking. Can't tell dude. me that he's not. He calls well, no, he, up. He's going right up against Sheriff Burke. Is that his name for Tom Atkins? Jim Burke. Hell yeah. Got that right. Yeah. I that's the sheriff I want. Well, that's the sheriff, but he's retired now. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. He's retired. But what I love about this new sheriff, uh, Axel. Axel from the original, you know, totally different character now. Yeah, but. they don't work in the mine. Uh, <clears throat> right. Well, Tom does, but Axel didn't, right? Well, Tom goes away after that. After yeah, that, that's still the same. Tom leaves. Tom leaves. So now it's been 10 years and Tom's been gone that entire time. Axel's now the sheriff. I think Axel's a great sheriff. Like we said, Tom Atkins' character and Jim Burke and a couple of the other guys we'll talk about later, <clears throat> Foley. Um they they did the cover up right they took no go ahead i want you to talk about how great axel is <laughs> i well okay no keep it up all right we'll we'll go there <laughs> anyway as a sheriff <laughs> not as a human being <laughs> oh my god he marginalized him <laughs> <laughs> as a sheriff in this particular situation uh, i think he's top of the line as a human being danny go ahead <laughs> Fuck Axel, first of all. No, sir. I'm sorry. You don't get my, you know, benefit of the doubt whatsoever. Do you want to know why? Because it's established that Axel doesn't like Tom because he's with Sarah and he loves Sarah, right? But Axel, in the 10 years that Tom has been gone, has decided to, you know, schmooze up to Sarah. They go through it, they go through a traumatic experience together, and he marries her. And he has a kid. Wouldn't that be nice? Nice story. Only it's not because he's cheating on Sarah, who owns and or works by now at the grocery store that her, you know, is in her family. He's cheating on Sarah with one of her employees. Not only cheating, cheating in a dirty shack. Not only cheating in a dirty shack, he gets his side piece pregnant. 
Gregonant. Gregante. Pregnant? She gets so pregnant and she's like, oh my God, leave your wife. I'm pregnant. You piece of shit, man. You, the girl you were pining for, you cheat on her with a girl who wears too short of a skirt. Let's be honest. If you're going to be stocking groceries at the supermarket, yeah. I'm just going to be, no, I'm not talking about, you know, where would you want? Obviously your body, your choice. <laughs> That's just logistically a problem if you're going to be, you know, j- giving up on the ladders and there's, you know, guys going through the town. They're like, oh, let me get, oh, can I get you something up there? And they look up the skirt. I'm saying, fuck Axel. Right up the ass. <laughs> My defense for Axel is only for him as a sheriff. He does his due diligence. He calls out the forefathers of the town. They kind of put Harry Warden in his place. They buried him off to the side of the town. And he calls him out and says, let's go find this the bones of this man. I want to know that he's still there. I know that you all buried him. Let's take everyone out there and find him. <clears throat> That's the only thing I will say. He's a good sheriff for a horror film. Not a great person. Does not deserve the reward that he kind of gets at the end. But we'll get there in a minute, no, we'll and you can there. go off again about it. But as a sheriff, I like Axel. As a human being, I do not agree with Axel. See, Darth Vader, he was he he was he was so artistic. He used to do these paintings and stuff. As a painter, he's wonderful. I'm not speaking to him as as the as the Sith Lord. All right. <laughs> All right, I get it. No, I just have a problem with that. I have a problem. If you want to make an asshole of a character who's also good at his job, fabulous. I think I'm just, I am holding too much on to what you already alluded to, his payoff. Yes. And you know what? Fuck the payoff. The payoff sucks. But Because look, they do establish right, Sarah's a good girl. Yeah. Right? She went through a traumatic experience with Axel. Mm -hmm. What's the traumatic experience? Tom saved them from... Harry Warden in the beginning and they get into the truck and leave him. <laughs> I, that's another thing. Why are you all so Tom, you left us and all this stuff. I'm like, you, if I was Tom, my retort would have been like, y'all left first. <laughs> you put that shit in reverse and left me there with Harry Warden, who was very pissed off at the time. He was always pissed off, but he was very pissed. Off. So I'm saying here is like, you know, Sarah, Goes through this experience with Axel, you know, small town, not a lot of uh, slim pickings. Yeah. And again, trauma relationship. We've kind of gone over that before. <clears throat> That's what happened. So 10 years later, they also have a son together. Yes, they do have a so, son. So, yeah. But, you know, Tom is back. Oh, boy. And what is Tom back for? He's not back to work in the mine. He's not back to live in the town. Right. They still have Tom as, uh, you know, Hanniger. The mine is in his family's name. It's his family's. His father just died. Didn't even go to his dad's funeral. They're all blaming Tom. You son of a bitch. Why didn't you go to your father's own funeral? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I don't know my father. Whatever he says, right? And he's coming home to sell the mine. Yeah. He's going to sell it. When you have a small town that depends on such a commodity as this mine is probably producing, that's the bl- lifeblood of this town. If you sell it off and someone decides they're not going to, I don't know, keep the people in the town on, they're not going to keep it open they're just gonna buy it for its resources you kill the town effectively so they're giving him a lot of grief um for that but you know the dude is like fuck this town you guys hate me anyway i don't give a shit i kind of sided with him a little bit yeah Yeah, because i'm like why would i 
why would I try to help a town that turned their back on me and made me this like, yeah, okay, it was an it was an accident. Yes, people died. I'm sorry, but like accidents happen. Yeah. But I'm the piece of shit. Okay, I want to leave and I want my money and I'm gonna leave. And they're like, now but now I have to take care of you guys? Get the fuck out of here. Take care of yourself at that point. I mean, <clears throat> nobody else is going to. No. So yeah, you're right. And you kind of have some sympathy for this guy, but like the timing of everything, him coming back and what's going on and um, <laughs> we get to go right into, uh, <laughs> yes, one of the most talked about scenes at the time. I mean, I don't know if people really still talk about this film because there's so much of the time in it. You know what I mean? Yes. But yes, I know what you mean. There is one particular scene, Irene, Axel's old fling, uh, is getting down in the motel. So Irene has, uh, everyone has evolved from that one traumatic experience 10 years ago, uh, and their lives have gone in certain directions. Yeah. Uh, Tom left, Sarah and Axel got together and made a family. He became sheriff. Irene, though, decided to be, you know, she's had a little fun. She was, a, I mean, I, I, it's not, she's not a prostitute. They don't say that, but she is what? Just but she a, says that she's not. I think she, she's just a little, you she's know. sleeping with a trucker, but it's kind of alluded to that they know each other and she expects more. Like he's just in town, but they have some sort of relationship prior to that. Yeah. For all you um, fans who appreciate the art that is. Horror films and gratuitous nudity. Because there is an art to that. Absolutely. I'll say this. Every cheesy horror film, every horror film in the, like the uh, slashers or whatnot, you know, the 80s and 90s dominated ones, 70s as well, gratuitous nudity. It's like, it's like almost like part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, that sounds like, yeah, because I was a kid or teen watching these movies and being like, yeah, right? <laughs> That's fine. It's is what it is. But in two thousand and nine or six, nine in two thousand and nine, uh, I mean, I'm out of college. As a matter of fact, and this nudity scene, it blows every gratuitous nudity <laughs> scene I have ever seen out of the water. Like. <clears throat> right out of the water like so bad so irene does get down with this trucker he f videotapes them yeah and i will say videotape because that thing was probably that had tape in it oh. probably right yeah. it kind of looked like a little yeah. little mini high it might have been like a dv but yeah it was a tape probably okay DV so he tape, yeah he recorded tape. them having sex and you know he treats her like shit. He's like, yeah, whatever. Because obviously, you know, he's done with sex. And she's really sweet talking about Valentine's and the history of it. And he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. He's like packing up. And he gets his, she sees that he has his, that he recorded it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. This is for my use. And he like throws her money. Or he's like, I'll pay for it. I don't know what he says, but she says, I'm not a, I'm not I'm, a prostitute. I'm not a prostitute. And he's like, now nah, you are or whatever. Yeah. Like, he throws, throws money off and throws yeah. the money at her. <clears throat> so she is not gonna stand for that. She oh. reaches into her purse, grabs a gun and walks out after him, but does not get dressed. No. Whatsoever. And uh, yeah, it is full on nudity. Full. And well, she's got on her heels. Ah, right. What so am she, I an idiot? <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she walks out after him, uh, gives him a little chase, and he knows the gun's not loaded. Right. So we get a great 3D effect of her throwing the gun at his head, which is which was fun. It was the least effective 3D of the whole movie, but it's still fun. And then he opens the door, 
pickaxe to the head. Right to the top. Kind of like, uh, what is, oh, dang it, I had it. It's the one, the, and this is the, how the, the, these monsters, they kill it. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Starship Trooper. Yes! <laughs> yes, the the when the bugs get to the top of your head and they're like, tick, tick, and they get into your brain and yeah. they, they get your brain, man. It's a great pop scare. I love this scare because it's like, you really don't expect it. It's, yeah. You're watching this girl run around completely naked, which you don't usually see in films. And it's like, she, and again, I, I share this this fact with you, but this is her idea. This, I did not know that. Yeah. So they were going to film this. Like she wraps herself in the sheet. They filmed it a few times and she was the one that says, guys, this isn't going to work. I'm dropping the sheet. Let's film it. And they went, okay. Yeah. Like a bunch of grips and, and people on set are going to be like, Oh so, God. So she's running in heels. Like that is an awkward thing to do for women, no matter what running or trying to run in heels. Sure. She's throwing all vanity out the door. And then you get a great pop scare out of this where there's Harry just right there. And you get, oh, my goodness. And then the chase is on. Yeah, because the trucker's dead. She's not done. The scene continues. And she still is obviously. Okay, no, clothes aren't just going to reappear. Right? I mean, she's very you know, uh, naked. And, you know, eventually Harry gets her. and It makes the scene. I mean, it makes that scene real. Like. Think next time before you go chasing anybody. Like, I'm going to put some clothes on because this might get worse. Yeah. <laughs> this whole situation might like, get worse. Oh, shit. Now I got to run down the street. I got to go to the HEB or sorry. That's for Texas. I got to go to the Walmart <laughs> to hide from the killer right. in my birthday suit. Yeah. You know, and then if it's cold, it's you. And we get some more gruesome deaths out of there. The, yeah. The, uh, he kills the hotel manager who's a little person like pickaxes her all the way up to the roof. I'm like, that was excessive. Um. She's looking for a dog. Thank God no dogs were harmed in no. the telling of this story. Right. I hate that shit. You know I do. But you love Michael Myers. So, uh, but the, but that death is so gruesome and aggressive. And I literally just, I love the pickaxe up. It's something that you don't get with a lot of slasher weapons. So it's yeah. so much fun to see that. Takes her out. And what that does, there's another thing we got to talk about is uh, Irene. When she goes into the room to hide. She goes to the closet and that's not going to work. Been there, you know, done that mm -hmm. kind of a thing. She goes under the bed, but there's something that she does that I always love. Cause I'm like, Oh God, her foot's sticking out. You notice that she slowly brings yep. the foot back. Like there are so many little details that they like went around like, Oh, let's check this. But like, like I've never understood that. If I'm hiding under a bed from a killer, why wouldn't I make sure all my extremities are under the bed? Well, she does, but that's the thing. It's no, like, it's not about her. It's about it's a trope. That, right. Like people that like. And I love that they played on the trope of like, oh fuck, her foot's out. Of course, she's gonna get spotted, and then slowly the foot goes back under. I love little tiny things like that. And she's about to survive because she's pretty much hit from him. But the hotel manager. Uh, the hotel manager's death makes her kind of yell out a whimper and there it is. So yeah, the movie Lance has a lot of great, awesome deaths. It's uh, the suspense is done. Well, the terror is really good. Yeah. Um, and I will say as far as a whodunit goes, I think it elevates what the original already brought to the table. I think it elevates a lot of what the original brought to the table. Like, not only that, but it gave you kind of scream vibes where it's uh -huh. like, who the hell is it? Like, is it, did Harry really come back? I mean, they said that they buried him. You see his grave site that they yeah. kind of made. Um, ankles is <laughs> back. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, well, Tom is back in yeah. town randomly at this, at this particular time. Axel kind of gets everything thrown back at him. And yeah, you're kind of lining things up and you're like, oh shit. And even Tom throws it at the, uh, the, the deputy. Right. Like, um, what are you doing at the mine? 
what's his name? Eddie? No, uh, Deputy Martin. He yeah. even kind of throws it at him. It's like, oh, it could be literally it anyone could literally this be time. Anybody, you know, I mean, and you're like, oh, they may go with a woman as well. Like it could be anyone. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen a woman in the full garb. The original there is. Yeah. Mean, you think it's two people. You're like, oh, like just, you know, you, I mean, you don't know who it is. And then it re- reveals that it is a woman. See, it could be anyone. And you know what? This movie does do that whodunit thing pretty well while still, um, you know, elaborating on some things i just because every time i would look at axel because they told us right away that he's cheating on this like yeah wonderful woman you would assume because she's like the everybody wants her you know as mm-hmm. when i say everybody it's like the two guys want her um and he's you know i just i just look at his face and i'm like you dirty cheater like what's wrong with you but anyway um talking about tom atkins though <laughs> I we I mean we're not gonna go scene by scene. We 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 try not to do that, but we do want to talk about our favorite scenes. And I saw, I got so gushy over my boy Hollis, rest in peace. Uh, in the original, I gotta still talk about my favorite line in this movie, and it's delivered. <sighs> Lance, I don't want to talk about your shit, but but some people can say lines. And they're okay. Yeah. Others can deliver lines so well, with so much gusto, with so much vigor, that they make you almost want to shit your goddamn pants. Yeah. And that's what Tom Atkins almost did to me when he delivers a line uh, in the bar with Tom and some of the town folk. Tom enters the bar. Everyone's like, you son of a bitch, because there's already been some murders. They're already blaming Tom. It all started because you got back here, right? And everyone's either mad at him because he's selling the mine. They're mad at him because of the shit he started way back when and all this stuff. And they all start to fight with him. There's this one big dude who starts like pushing Tom around and they're about to fight. And who steps in to break it up? The man himself, the man himself, Tom Atkins, break, old Tom Atkins, not ancient, but he's, you know, he's in his silver yeah. years, opened, <laughs> like, just pushed everyone apart and just yelled out, stand down, God damn it!" <laughs> and I thought, for a moment, my body left me. <laughs> my not you know when people say my your soul leaves you? Yes. My body left me. Like I my soul stayed behind because my body was already running down the, the highway <laughs> screaming, laughing. He's just I bet that was one take. I swear oh, to yeah. God. I'm like, there's no way you can top that. That seems so organic. That seems so real. Stand down, god damn it. It was so good they put it in another film. Tom Atkins plays a similar character in another movie with the same filmmakers and he delivers the exact same line with a bar fight. So, I mean, uh, there's some lines they just need to live on there. They they can't be held to one movie. No, you got to put that one on a shirt. Stand down. God damn it. Yeah. Tom. I think you'll have that shirt next time we we film. We're talking about our favorite scenes. I want to go into the scene with Sarah and Megan, who are both Axel's side dishes or wife. One's a main dish and should be the dish. Wife, main dish, side dish, Megan. Mm -hmm. But they're in the the grocery store where they work. Mm -hmm. And I love this scene because it kind of plays with some sounds and some creepiness. Mm -hmm. And you got the, the awkwardness between the two girls. 
who you find out Sarah actually kind of knows what's going on at, at a certain point with Megan and Axel. Yeah. 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 But she's not dumb. She's not dumb. She sees, you know, what's going on. Yeah. But at this point, there's just that uncomfortable. Megan's kind of pushing like, why are you an Axel a thing? And what's going on there? But then we get the, the old school, like, Oh, what was that? And I'm kind of creeped out. And, and then, Oh, it's nothing. Let's get out of here. Lights shut off. Mm-hmm. Harry's in there. Harry Warden is in there. Um, this scene for a good chunk of it while Harry's got his light, which we haven't talked about the light, which we got to get back to. But mm-hmm. uh, this scene reminds me so much of Sam Raimi's uh, intruder in the grocery store. I don't know if you've seen. Yes, 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 yes. This scene reminds me so much of that. And again, it's those those filmmakers that are like just in love with slasher films. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we got to do we have a chance to put in some intruder into this. So they do that and it turns into this great scene. We get another great visual once Megan gets snatched out of this window. Cause there's a great chase scene through yeah. this. You see the aggression of warden. He smashes through a bunch of the, the glass and all this kind of stuff traps the girls in the office. They get out of the window and Megan gets snatched and it's totally quiet. And Sarah goes to the front. And I love that when you come around the corner to find Megan you see her in, oh God, I love this scene because it's it's her sitting down, completely gutted, mm-hmm. all the way up, totally bloody, and what does it say above her head? Be mine forever. Be mine forever, which turns out to be a big... Uh, well, did, did, just say this, it, in the beginning, when she's with Axel, she's got that, uh, she gives him a Valentine's Day card that says, be mine forever, and he's like, okay, whatever, and she's like, He's like, I didn't get you anything. She's like, oh, you did. I'm pregnant. Nart. So. I will talk about that scene real quick, though, with you. Yeah. So they're in the, they're in the, uh, they're in the office. Oh, and she's like, I know you're going to oh, say. Because you, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. I'm like, what are those things on the side of the door there? Anyway, they're pushing down cabinets. They're pushing down, fi- uh, yeah, fine cabinets, desks. And they're like trying to open the window. <laughs> And like you say, she gets snatched away. Those three things are huge in color. One is blue, one is red, and another one I think is green or mm-hmm. something. And the red one's fire. The blue one is police. And it says it's huge. They, She never presses it until that moment when Sarah, uh, Megan, 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 Megan's yeah. already gone. Why wouldn't you press that as soon as you get into the, well, I mean, okay. They're huge oh. and they're big because of the reason, Lance. Okay, but so you can't, for, but not see the them. reason this is justified. The reason this is justified is Harry Warden is right behind them as they close the door, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Warden, in one single motion, gets the pickaxe and slams it into the door, just misses Sarah's face. There is tension, there is drama. She's she, telling Megan, she to needs get to go key. brace the door immediately. She can't reach it because she's bracing the door. She's telling Megan, get out of the window. She's telling Megan to get keys. Keys? Yeah, she got the keys out of the drawer. She, I'm like, oh, honey, while you're getting the keys, can you press the button? She already made her go to the door, to the drawer to get the keys. What, what are you gonna do? Are you, like, press the button. This is police. That's okay. It's huge, Lance. Lance, I, it's I, huge. I get it, but what I'm saying is, they made Warden look badass and add attention to that scene where you may be like, 
oh shit, I wish I'd pushed that yeah. button way over there, but I, mean, I can't no, get I, to it now because he's breaking down the door I can with it. a pickaxe. I can believe it. I can believe it. I can believe Would it. Would you want to go near that? Because he's already busted through half of the door. I know that if I'm the fucking manager of the store, <laughs> as soon as I know that I'm going to the office, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I run to the office? Because I know these huge buttons that I've been staring at. I'm going to run a poll. Do you think legitimately, if somebody's breaking through that door right now, you go turn off the light if it called the police? If I, this was my office and I'm, <laughs> I'm at my office. I'm at my desk and I'm like, you know, filling out, oh my God, I need more buns or whatever, right? And I'm looking up the entire time because I'm in my office doing this work and I'm like, ah, these, these huge ass buttons that I look at every day. I would know that they're there. You're like, I'm never going to press these. I'm never going to need the police in an emergency situation. I would remember that they were there. Matter of fact, when I hear the first noise in the supermarket, I'd be like, you know what? Remember those huge ass buttons I have in my fucking office <laughs> that I have to stare at every day when I'm trying to order more Kit Kats? <laughs> Is that your favorite candy? Yes. Okay. I eat it whole. I don't even break it. No, there's no reason to. Was like, you know, like when they show the four, I, I, we have the twos, like, cause they're like fun <laughs> yeah. size, but you know, the, the classic is four. And then there, there's that picture. It's like a meme and it's the four like that. And it's got like a bite mark here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who is this maniac? I'm that maniac. I'm the maniac. Cause like in two more bites, I'm going to eat it all. What about like a king size Kit Kat? Mm. I, I haven't, hit the, lo- I haven't hit the lottery. Right <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit the lottery. So I haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more favorite scenes, more favorite deaths. Uh, we got to talk about the 3D death of uh, Jim. One. I want to go with Jim, Tom Atkins. Jim. Uh, I love again. I love the pickaxe up, pickaxe up into the chin, and we get to see Tom Atkins just getting dragged. What I'm saying is like, oh man, what a damn. Awesome trooper, because yeah. you have to wear that prosthetic, right? Yeah, like, he has to wear all that shit, and he's like, "Hell yeah, I'm Tom Atkins. I'll do that shit." Right? Because he looks like a, a grumpy, ornery man, but in real life, you hear him talk about movies, dude. He's just so tickled. He loves it. Like, yeah, and like you it reminds me of like who I would have would like to be in my later years, like reminiscing about movies I did. You know, it's like been like awesome, but. Yeah, he gets a really gnarly death pickaxe right, right, right here. Yeah. It comes out, you know. Uh, uh, it's not like this. It's, it's, it's a dragon. Dragon. And it's so gross. That did not look. I, I don't think that looked the way you thought it was going to look. Um, but they do drag out this scene. And I love that they drag out this scene because you get to hear his voice muffled. You get to see the pickaxe through his coming out of his mouth. And he's kind of getting dragged along. They take an extra second and then rip the jaw. And I, again, I saw this in the theater. I saw it in 3D. You see the the CGI blood. You see the jaw just kind of fly at you. Like, this was such a fun kill to see live. You know, like, oh, my God. It's it's Lionsgate, man. They make that flesh part. That little flesh nugget that flies out the screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've seen this in like all the saws. It's like that flesh nugget that they, that the Lionsgate pe- people make. It's like synonymous. I remember at the end of it, I went, ah, Lionsgate. And I was like, you, they, they try. They try all, and they always try. They try hard. But, you know. I think they deliver. For endings the matter. All right. Let's get to the ending because it's a big, big issue. Right. So there's a lot of who done it, who did this, who did that. It's all coming to this. You know, who really did it? Uh, so Tom decides he's going to get Sarah. He's going to, he's like, hey, I found you. Did you know your husband? He's not who you, who you think he is. Let me take you and I'm going to show you everything. While she's on in, you know, because it's like, Tom, you were my first love, blah, blah, blah. Right. 
So it's like she trusts him a little bit, right? So they're in the car, and while she's in the car, she gets a call by Axel, who's saying the exact same thing. Don't trust him. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what he's been. He's been in a mental institution for seven years. I got to talk about this real quick. Look how far we've come, though. What? Well, it's like someone goes through a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. That means that they're automatically going to be turned into a serial killer. That's a good you know? call. No, you could, but you're saying of the times, like you're like somebody goes through something. They've been in a mental institution. How many times it's like, oh, they're gonna be a psychopath. Michael Myers is an escape from a mental institution. So it's like you're 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 kind of like, ooh, putting this like uh, I don't know, like this. Uh, Faux pas, not faux pas, but you know what I mean? Like this, uh, uh, this around, this hovering over mental illness at this point. It's like, it's, it's, it's a bad thing if you have mental illness. And it's like, not I, really. Like, I mean, yeah. you could, you can go to a hospital if you suffer from a traumatic experience and like, you know, get better. It doesn't mean you're going to turn into a fucking serial killer. Yeah. But we're playing on the trope. It's not, that, I don't think it's that serious. No, know, no, like no, no, no. But you're but, playing on the escaped mental patient. But sort of what a I'm thing. saying is this like Axel was, was he wasn't, but he wasn't, he was discharged. Right. Axel's using, he's like, this guy's been in a mental institution. Well, he's saying it much more dramatically though, with his model, smoky smolder face. All oh, right. Hey, Sarah, get out of the car. Get out of the car right now. <laughs> Tom, Tom's not who you think he is. He's been in a mental institution this whole time. Sarah, get Clint, out of the car. Is this Clint Eastwood? Yeah, well, it's Clint, it's Clint, it's Clint Jason. <laughs> you remind me right now of Jim Carrey yeah. when he gets the Clint Eastwood yeah. face stuck on him. <laughs> yeah, so comes, you know, they all, you know, have a a clash, and it's no, Sarah, it's not me, Tom. It's Axel who's really hairy. No, it's Tom who's really hairy. No, it's him. And then this is, I think you should talk about this because that's your boy. Talk about the moment that he redeems himself. It's not a redemption for him cheating. I don't condone that. Okay. Listen, he says, fuck it. Shoot us both. I want Sarah. I want you to live. Uh, audience, you're Sarah. That's that's uh, Tom. I'm Axel. Great. What <laughs> would you rather be? Ta- would you rather be your your hero, Axel? No, I'm Axel. Shoot us both. We want you to live, or I want you to live. Wait, nobody's it. shooting Shoot anybody. Both. Nobody's shooting anybody. That's what Tom does. <sighs> That's where this scene is going. I had had so much fun up to this point watching this film, and I was like, "Please, dear God, have Harry Warden come bashing through, kill Axel." do something harsh but not kill tom. tom and get the chase going let's get the last chase and oh my god it was tom or it was uh harry warden the entire time what a great finish to this film! brilliant absolutely brilliant why because you finally give us something that like why the fuck can't it be harry yeah who gives a shit what that would have been the great twist at the end is like no you didn't actually kill him years ago he he but, got but, away, like oh but man! But the huge, the huge, you know, uh, hoop little little hoodwinked moment that they give you is earlier in the movie. You see Tom witness Harry killing somebody while he's locked in a cage and like in the mine, yeah, like bolted in. So you're like, oh, it's obviously not Tom. He just saw Harry kill somebody. Yeah, Harry is the one that actually shoves him in there and locks the thing yeah. and with his pickaxe kills somebody else. 
And Tom's stuck in there, and he gets saved by everyone else, and he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, they're like, hey, it's not Tom. They found him locked in, right. bolted in. So they're like, oh, well, shit. Okay. So you don't, you yourself don't suspect it's Tom. You actually do think it's Axel because, first of all, he's a scumbag. And second of all, it would, like, of course, you would want to be like, uh, no, I don't want this baby to ruin my life and this woman. So he's like, I mean, that's what he's saying. I'm thinking, like, you, like, you're trying to put your... So he was like, okay, yeah, it would definitely be Axel because he's a son of a bitch. And he's trying to kill Tom because Tom's ruining everything by making Sarah fall in love with him again. But who is it? The twist, the twist, the twist. It's not Axel. It is Tom. And Tom has been manifesting the image of Harry in his mind. He's, he like says, hey, no, Sarah, shoot Harry. Here comes Harry. Harry. He's right he, there. He's right behind you. Yeah. I do like this part that Axel does where he's like looking at Tom and he just does this with his... <laughs> with the flashlight and he just goes <laughs> yes and he looks to check it out and then Sarah checks in with Axel and he's like <sighs> there's he's there's, like, there's nobody there oh god there's great little pickups in this moment because there's even Tom rats himself out that's how she ends up kind of figuring it out before he sees Harry which is yeah he knows aspects of the kill of Megan's killing so yeah. like, that, that he shouldn't know first of all he he is not supposed to know she's dead, right? Right. So he rats himself out, and it's revealed that either he has developed because of the traumatic thing that he almost got killed by Harry. Yeah. He developed an alternate personality, uh, or he was possessed by the spirit of Harry. <laughs> Come on, dude. Sure. Axel says, "Hey, uh, are you are you in the? Hey, Harry, are you in? Are you in Tom right now? Or what is he saying? And he's like, or something like that. And Tom responds like." Oh, I'm right here. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like Harry's taken over. So yeah, I think it is. He develops an alternate or a split personality that is Harry. Right. So we've kind of shit the bed at this point yeah, for big, this big. film. Tom and Axel get into it, a little fight. Uh, Tom shoves the pickaxe into Axel. Yeah, on his side. And, and you know, the, the whole thing. Uh, Sarah shoots. Uh, she has one shot. She, may, she shoots up a tank and... It collapses, blah, blah, blah. They get out, everything, and um, the rescue team saves Tom. There's one cool thing after we shit the bed, which is Tom is going after both of them, and he does the he pops the lights with the pickaxe, and every time he pops a light, there's a big splash of light. Or yeah. The light kind of goes out, and it's Harry in the, the minor outfit, and then he walks into another light, and it's him. Pops another light and tear it. Like, I love that, even though you shit the bed on this. Like, yeah. that was a cool like, thing to see. But it would have been so cool if it was Harry. It should have <sighs> just been Harry. And you know what? Maybe we're waiting for that movie where we just have Harry. Guys, you can literally reshoot that scene in the movies top notch. One of the best horror films I've ever seen. Yeah. Harry busts out of the mind. He's like, no, it's me. <laughs> Right? It's like, Tom, it's me. It's, it's I, Axel. No, it's him. No, it's him. No, it's him. It's me. Ah! You know, like, that yeah. would be awesome. Kind of reminds me of um, House of a Thousand Corpses uh, when they <laughs> fall down. <laughs> anyway, that, that is what I wanted in this movie. I remember being in the theater going, please be Harry. Please be Harry. Like, just bust out and kill everyone. And that's not what we get, unfortunately. I would have been happy so, if it was Burke. You made us believe that old <laughs> Tom Atkins was out here just fucking killing people. He's like, ah, I was bored. Yeah, I mean, we got our, our roadhouse dude. Um Kevin T. Hell yeah. He's, he's uh, in this. You know, he's one of the guys. He's the long time worker of the mine, friends with Tom's dad. Yeah, one of the guys that hid the secret of uh, killing uh, Harry Warden. Um, well, I'm saying it now. Get out. 
when he gives the guys walking papers. It, it, it was great to build that cast. Like I thought it was a really fun cast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at the end, Tom Tom gets rescued, but he kills the guy that's rescuing him, so he can sneak out as one of the rescuers, and he looks into the barrel of the fucking lens, and he looked. It's like he's looking at the audience. It's like I'll be back, and there's the movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, major shit of the bed. But you know what? If if ninety eight percent of your sleep, it was beautiful. You had a beautiful night's sleep, and then right two minutes before you woke up, you shit yourself. <laughs> what? Yes, nobody wants to shit themselves. They want to have a good night's sleep. I don't want to. I don't want to shit myself in the bed. Uh, oh, I get. I get the analogy. It's like you could have just walked to the bathroom if you'd woken up. Exactly. Yeah. No. Two there, minutes before but, you shit your pants. Oh, that's. This is the saddest part of this film is yeah. that the perfect ending was right there and you fucking fumbled at the one inch line. You're a Cowboys fan. I mean, you know. This son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's coming from a Jaguars fan. <laughs> Remember after their one win, they were like, we're not satisfied with one. <laughs> they tweeted that. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, T-Law, baby. Let's go. So, All right. Yeah, no, no. Hashtag endings matter. Endings matter. And with that, we're going to give our uh, sweetheart candy rating. Mm. Danny, what is your rating? I go for first. My Bloody Valentine 3D. <laughs> three. A three. Two. Two. Change. Change. Two. Ooh. Endings matter. Two. I'm not doing halves. I've decided I'm not going to do halves anymore. If it was not for that ending, this film... Because of what I want to do at the end of the year, I want to throw all of our fives in the hat and go, go at ahead. it. And I would have loved to have put this film in there. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. On par with the original. You tend to do that. It's a different film, but I feel like, dude, I've never had so much fun. In it. There's been like four experiences in my life where I had that much fun in a theater and my, my soul left my body at that ending. But, I had so much fun up until that point. So I, I have to give 98%. I'll give it a four to, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, yeah. we, we ended the movie, Kayla and I, and she was like, this movie could have been so good except for that ending. Yes. And you know what? I can't fault it too many sweetums. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, sweet tarts uh, or whatever they're called. Uh, sweeties. Right. I don't, I think know. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with three. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with three. Three was my initial. I'm going to stick with that. I give it a four. Sorry that I messed all this editing. Up. It really, <laughs> really, <laughs> readjust. <laughs> Just put three. Just put three. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, like I really would have, I really wanted to give this a five, but it needs a new ending. Hey guys, go shoot a new ending. That'd be awesome. Shoot a new ending. Justice for Harry. Not real justice, but we'd like, I'd love to see Harry just kick some ass. Right, Harry? That's right. <laughs> and we didn't get a cool ballad at the end of this one. You got oh, damn God it. bless. It. Yeah, you need cool ballads at the end. Anyway. Especially after the first one, man. All right. Anyway, uh, that's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your doors, bolt your windows, and stand down. God damn it. <laughs> Join us next time in our Slash's Paradise. <laughs>